welcome to Turner Syndrome Talk and Tea, day six of the six days of Turner's, so, which means it's Christmas Eve, oh uh, yay, so this episode we have Poppy talking to us about her experience of Turner's and what that means for her. Hi everyone, welcome back, so... We have got Poppy here with us today. Hi, Poppy. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. Thank you for being on here. I'm excited for this conversation that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you a few things about Tyler syndrome, if that's okay. Of course, yeah. What's your relationship with Tyler syndrome? Um... So I basically found out when I was like 16 and it wasn't like the best experience of like how I found out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been like a mental battle as well. Just trying to like accept that you even have it to Mm -hmm. start. It's quite like hard to get around. And I think the way I reacted when I was younger to finding out was just a bit like, I just don't care anymore. I don't care about anything like, you know whatever but I did find out when I was 16 and I've got mosaic uh, mosaic Turner syndrome so um, it's not like as physically obvious that I have something um, but basically I found out when I was 16 and um, went to the hospital because I basically wasn't getting my periods and obviously it's a bit strange um, and I, the way I was told I was in a room full of like so I had my doctor I then also had like a student nurse a stu- no a student doctor and two nurses in the room with me and it was just like a bit like intimidating. So I kind of like got really emotional with it. Um, didn't realize that conversation was gonna go the way it was, it was gonna go. And I kind of like stormed out of the room and was just a bit upset with it all. And obviously the main thing for me is like not being able to have children. So I think that was just massive. Like I'm still trying to deal with it now and accept that I have it. And mm-hmm. it's not always easy. Some days are really hard and some days, you know, are fine. And I just joke around with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a hard time, but you know, we push through. <laughs> I think like when you first got diagnosed, when you were first told about it, I think it kind of sets a tone mm-hmm. of how the rest of your the rest of your experiences because you yeah. remember it as that and do you know what I mean? It's I think it probably does set the tone, how yeah. you were diagnosed and how you were told. So I think it's really, really important to be, yeah. I can, yeah. I can I know put, I was told quite young as well. And mm-hmm. in a way that's better-ish because you get to grow up with it and you know what it is. Yeah. You find out when you're 16, you're a bit like, oh my God, I now have this thing that's wrong with me. How do mm-hmm. I deal with it? it's a very insecure time anyway in 16 yeah yeah and it just it affects your journey you know your life path because you think Mm -hmm. your life's a certain way you know you're going to be married and you're going to have kids and that was the hardest part is accepting that it's going to be a little different you know yeah yeah I'm sorry you had a bit of a rough start with your diagnosis I mean it's not easy anyway but I think it should be as pleasant as possible. Yeah, I think just the um, way that people go around it could have been yeah. a bit 
Yeah. So you've talked a little bit about infertility and everything. What's been your hardest part of tennis? Mainly that, I'd say. Like, just yeah. that whole, I think mental health is a massive thing with this as well. Just knowing that you're not going to be the same as everyone else. You're not going to have the same path as everyone else. Everything's going to be a little bit different. Um, I think also having it affect, like, I'm dyslexic. I'm also dyspraxic. And I'm dyscalculic. <laughs> and I feel like it very much is like, it kind of just like makes sense though like that is the good thing about it is that oh right I'm have all these things that are kind of wrong with me or like I'd learn differently to other people but okay there's a reason for it and it makes sense um mm -hmm. but yeah very yeah. it's just it's plain hard isn't it the infertility there's no sugarcoating it it's just plain hard yeah. and I think as well like going for yearly checkups in a way is also a bit traumatic because they if you have to go for the heart scan like it's very similar to like an ultrasound mm. so having to like sit there every year or every five years whatever it is it's that in itself is quite like yeah actually the first time it happened I was like oh well okay I can hear heartbeat that's my heartbeat but do you mm. know what I mean and the scan yes. is up and it's just not it's just not pleasant to be honest but yeah. for my um, most recent cardiac um consultation like a half an hour before the call i had like heart palpitations and i've never had them like never and it's just it's amazing what your mind can do because mm -hmm. that is that i knew that was fully my mind doing that but like you're in the scanner you think has anything changed? Can I feel different? Do I feel different? Yeah, it's just, it's strange what your mind can do. But what is the most positive experience about tennis been for you? Um, I think just having, a, I think it's really important to have a good, like a good set of people around you. Like, I don't really know anyone else that has tennis. I think you're probably the first person I've probably spoken to properly about it that has it. Um, and that I can relate to um, I think that's the hardest bit and I think society's view of like how you should be and what you do and like luckily yes I do have a very good support group and my mum has like been amazing throughout all of it um, yeah and like having really good friends helps I think um, yeah I think that's probably that with me mm -hmm. support is crucial yeah really crucial yeah how has the society helped you? You said a little bit about support and everything. Has there been a key, a key moment? Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't really think I've had like support per se from like, like the Turners, like, like group of girls and society and stuff like that. But mm. society in general, like, I just hate the question of like, oh, do you have children? Especially now I'm 30. I think that question comes up more. Mm -hmm. I think people acknowledge that I might be a little bit, you know, good with kids and, you know, they probably expect you to have children. Yeah. And I think that is a big thing because that's like an everyday battle. Like I work with customers every day, you know, they'll bring their children to work and, you know, there'll be that awkward conversation. And, you know, some days I'm fine and I'll just laugh it off and I go, oh, no, I can't. I can't deal with kids. Like I, wouldn't be able, like, I don't want to deal with them. And that is true. Like to a point now, 
no I'm 30 and very much like oh maybe I don't even want kids like that is also an option and that's okay too mm-hmm. um but yeah I think society just needs to stop asking that question in general um it's just yeah it's just an awkward conversation to have and sometimes yeah I like honestly make a joke out of it or sometimes I will tell that person like I know I can't have kids like they'll be like oh I don't normally like asking that question because um I don't know if that person's gonna you know be, be able to have children and then I'm like well yeah like I can't so yeah question <laughs> it very much does depend on the day doesn't it like how strong you're feeling as to what answer you give I get yeah. that as well how has the Tanner syndrome support society helped you to be honest I've not really like interacted with it too much like I follow them on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and I know my doctor is very much like you know you should put yourself you know out there a bit more and find people like you and mm-hmm. um just so I think a part of me is also very like um I'm also in denial about it like I don't really want to accept it I think doing this podcast to be honest was the first step to me to be like no I do have it and I will talk about it um mm-hmm. I think yeah so apart from me like I don't take my pills which I should do obviously for your bones um and I don't have a really big thing about it like when I was younger it was very much like well if I can't get my period like who what girl would want their period anyway I'm just not going to take my pill you know but I didn't realize that actually the pills also will help your bones and I'm definitely in that now where I feel like weaker like it's harder for me to like do certain things like carrying your Tesco bags from like from the shops and stuff and mm-hmm. my friends like oh I really want to um get a granny trolley so I can carry my shopping <laughs> home and stuff like that um but yeah no I think I need to yeah put myself out there a bit more but it's also just a little bit of denial not really accepted it yet but you need to be ready for it though it's a journey to be ready for it yourself it's all good people telling you you should but then if you force yourself to, and if you like, if you force yourself to, you're gonna make it a, ne- a negative experience because you didn't want to, if that makes sense. So it's just not gonna be, yeah. So you've got to be, you could be ready yourself and it's fine to be in denial. Like it's a massive, massive thing, yeah. massive thing. A lot of people underestimate how big it is, like the impact. Mm-hmm. I know I have on my like certain experiences yeah. yeah it's just it's a very odd situation so you said you haven't interacted with the society much would you like to do more of that do you think yeah definitely I think now I feel a bit more comfortable and I feel like yeah I probably could and I've got a really good like friend group as well that was pushing me to do this I was like I don't know if I should I don't know if I, I can like I'm really nervous and my one mate she was just like no do it okay like it will help you out so much and you'll love it so I think if I as long as I keep that mentality then mm-hmm. why not and I would love to meet other people as well that have it because I mean it's just so rare and yeah. it's not spoken about it's crazy that even the uh statistics for like you know how many of us like you know don't make it through childbirth that's percent. it's yeah. crazy crazy well, we just, uh, pardon i'm just gonna say i feel like sometimes we mask ourselves mm-hmm, you know, definitely mask with like oh no i'm you know normal um 
yeah you definitely just try and cover yourself up don't you just to fit in mm. yeah definitely definitely is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode well not majorly just know that you know if you are going through this that it's your journey and I think that was a major thing for me to even accept that this is your new path and I think it's gonna always be the same things change and that's part of life but yeah and thank you for having me on here because it's you know I needed it just as much as probably someone else out there could you know good well thank you and I was gonna say all these cliches they're good but words aren't gonna get you anywhere they're gonna help but you've just gotta you've got feel it you've got do the work you just got to be ready yeah. to move on your own pace. Yeah. And that's just life in general, because like 25, you should have career, house, kids, society's standards. No, thank you. <laughs> you should just go at your own pace. Like if you're 16, I don't know, 60 and changing a career, why not? nothing wrong with it yeah thank you so much and i really hope that that helped you poppy i know that's helped me and i hope that you have a little bit of a lighter experience going on with turners and everyone listening thank you so much i just wanted to do a little add-on to this episode so poppy was talking about not taking her medication And I just want to say that's her opinion, that's her life, that's her choice. However, me personally and the Turner Syndrome Support UK Society do not advocate for that. I get where Poppy is coming from because I've been there, I've thought that, that why am I taking these hormones if I cannot have a child naturally but as I've said before on this podcast it's so much more than that it's your brain your body your bones your heart it helps so much not just fertility side of things and hormones so I just wanted to say that that we do not advocate for that personally and you heard throughout Poppy's episode her saying that she felt weaker for not taking her medication, physically weaker. Um, Yeah, so me and the support society do not advocate for not taking your medication. That is it. Six Days of Turners is done. Thank you, Poppy, for that episode. So I hope you enjoyed the little Six Days of Turners instalment. So have a really, really fantastic Christmas. I will be back on the 3rd of January. I'm going to take a week off. So have a really, really lovely Christmas and Happy New Year. And thank you so, so very much to everyone who has shown me support and who listens to this podcast. Have a really great Christmas and Happy New Year.